So, Chad, how are you? You all right? I'm good, mate. I'm good. Are yeah. you? Yeah, sound, yeah. Messing about in the studio there. Yeah, just working on a band um, from Lab, just doing some production stuff. Yeah. Can you name the band? Yeah, China Lane. Right. Um, they haven't really done much just yet. It's kind of early days for them, and I think they're still trying to fiddle out Yeah. Like the sound and stuff like that. But yeah, it's, yeah. it's going well. Sounded going pretty well. cool. It's quite, um, it's quite interesting for a band that, I guess, if they haven't done much to yeah. straight away... Like coming to you and saying like, can you produce this? It's probably yeah. quite a smart way to do things, isn't it? Yeah, because it gets um, them off a good starting point, I guess. Yeah. I don't know what they've done before. I don't know if they've been like doing stuff for or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm I not sure. I found that that was one of the reasons that uh, bang I'm on about raves all the time because it's like a frame of reference mm-hmm. for me and like the music yeah, world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but because up until that point, like apart from the bassist Dale, who like we were just stuck for a bassist, like mm-hmm. me, Charlton, and Curtis had all like been in bands that had toured and played shows, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, and we'd done a little bit yeah. of touring together, just like with them supporting. So by the time it came to us coming together and going, right, we're gonna start a band, we, we just didn't need that like feeling out process, you know, playing Liberties mm-hmm. 30 times and like, <laughs> yeah. you know, with like amps this yeah. big, like yeah. we, you would got it to a certain level and, and that kind of like, it helps a lot, I yeah. think, if you can go straight away. And, and we did, straight away we did some pretty good recordings with Pierre Rich and stuff, you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. And just kind of laid low for ages and then went, bam, there's like a kind of well-produced song. Yeah. Instead of just like a demo from the fucking garage or something. There's something like. to be said, isn't there, about starting off and already having your things kind of mapped out, yeah. I guess. Yeah, yeah, When yeah. you played in bands like, like both of us for years yeah. and years and years, since you can probably remember <laughs> playing an instrument, yeah, it, it's kind of, you forget, don't you, that some bands do just start out yeah, with, without any sort of yeah, yeah, frame yeah. of reference or anything. I love it. It's like I, f- I find it quite endearing when like, yeah. and it's almost like I'm like fucking getting bands are still doing it when like, yeah, I don't know, like something will pop up on Facebook or Twitter or something, and it'll be a band that's literally some kids that are like 14 or 15, yeah, and they're like, you know, the dads filmed it on, the, <laughs> I guess filmed <laughs> yeah, it on the phone yeah. now. You know what yeah, I mean? And I'm yeah. like, fucking go on. I'm like, it's still alive. Band dad, like, <laughs> band yeah, dad still out yeah, there yeah, doing yeah. it right. Yeah, uh, yeah, and I'm like. <laughs> class i'm like just fucking like i love it because it yeah. just feels like you know we <laughs> i guess we think about music and recording music and playing music on like it's like on a, a next step now isn't yeah it? yeah whereas like i still love that just that like fucking raw passions there yeah definitely like, i was saying to phil on one of the podcasts that um i was in this fucking terrible band when i was like 15 as we all probably yeah. were um and we all used to talk about making it and we're like, that was a thing, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. One day we're going to fucking make it. And, like, <laughs> and I see these other little bands and I'm like, that's in the band. And I'm like, just fuck, go on, like, just have a go, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. What's the worst that can happen, bless him, so. It's true. Um, yeah. How did you true. get, how did you start, when did you first get into music? Was it something from like a really young age or? Well, your... when I was always surrounded by music um, yeah. with my dad, especially. And my dad, when I was a kid, that I always had a guitar in the house and I used to yeah. always pick it up and didn't know what I was doing. I just kind of look at it and just pull things and like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just be like, well, there's a little picture of me. He's got this like old like black electric guitar from like the 80s. Class. Um, so it's always kind of, and he's always playing music, like whether it was Bowie, right? Uh, the Eagles, oh God, the list goes on, like yeah. Led Zeppelin, you know, that that kind of thing. I was mm-hmm. always listening to music. Um, so it's something I've never not been around. Yeah. And then I think. I must have been about nine years old. Mm-hmm. 
my dad got me a little, you know, a little classical guitar you know, on the 30 quid things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, it's just one everyone starts off on and they just kind of fiddle around. Is it an acoustic? Yeah, yeah, yeah with the yeah, nylon yeah. strings. Yeah, and they're like, yeah. not, like three quarter size. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So I was like, whoa, this is, this is awesome. And then I picked it up and I was like, oh God, this is too hard. I put it down. Right. Didn't pick it up for like, God, it must have been like a year or something. Then mm-hmm. about a year later, I was like, I was about 10 years old and it's skating, listening to loads of bands. Yeah. And then, but there was this one moment when, I went to Florida, went to Disney, and just me and my dad, and it was really funny. Mm-hmm. He went into this like dad competition thing. Yeah. I think he got pulled into it somehow, wherever we were, and it was it was in one of the parks, and it was like this kind of like dad quiz or something. It was mm-hmm. like it was hilarious, but my dad didn't win. Right. The runners-up prize was a drive-through records compilation, right? And it was like an absolute game changer. There's bands like the Benjamins on there, like yeah. Phoenix TX. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like really early newfound glory. Yeah, it was unreal. So yeah, that that then that was the moment where I was like, music. <laughs> yeah, so, here, yeah. And yeah, so when I like listened to that all the time, started skating, and then I was like, wow, I've got a guitar. I could pick up. I could do some of this, and then started doing it. Yeah. And then from the age of nine, really is where it kicked in. About towards ten, really. Yeah. And then this guy came into our school, started doing some guitar lessons. I joined in for a bit. Mm-hmm. Um. It wasn't, I'd already started playing a bit by that point. Yeah. It was more like FOMO. Yeah. (laughs) I didn't want anyone else to do it. (laughs) And then be like, oh, damn, I'm not in. So I was like, right, I can't not be doing this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Went in and started uh, doing some of them, learned some tunes. I think we learned like Sting, Every Breath You Take. Yeah. uh, House the Rising Sun uh, by the animals. And then, yeah, that was was kind of it. And then I kind of just had written and played songs since that age. It was funny, there's, there's a friend of mine and... We used to, we were about 11 or something, like year five, year six. Mm-hmm. Um, we were really into like Linkin Park and stuff at the time. And he used to write the raps and then I'd write the choruses. <laughs> <laughs> and I used to play on, play on like, I mean, on my little classical yeah, guitar. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he'd be doing all the rapping. Yeah. You know, writing like songs about like sort of a degenerated society. We didn't even know what that meant. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know? we didn't even like have any sort of social awareness. We were like yeah, kids, yeah, yeah, yeah. but we just somehow felt like the world was going down, man. Yeah. So we were writing these songs and it was really funny. I've got them on tape somewhere. We recorded them on a karaoke machine class. Um, and yes, yeah, so we did that. And like then, karaoke machine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> literally, you could pl- you could. There's this like m- I had this mic. Yeah. And you put the tape in. You literally press record and it recorded. Everything. But it was amazing. That's it was, it was unreal. So you just get like a tape from like and, like a blank one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we I just like record loads of like hilarious stuff. Um, nice. and then fast forward a few years, went to secondary school, like first year secondary school, like laid low. Didn't yeah. want to be like that guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then as it went on, I found some like friends who were into music as well. Uh. We started playing together in his in his like dining room in his house. All right, and he had this kit set up. His older brother played drums. His older brother was into like lots of punk rock and stuff. Mm-hmm. And we started our own like punk rock band. And we started out pretty much just covering Misfits, like yeah, yeah, yeah. exclusively just Misfits. What were you called? Um, Awful me. We called right. Awful yeah. me. It's yeah, classic yeah. name. <laughs> classic. <laughs> um, and no, I'm sure we had like a few names. Mm-hmm. And then that, and that, yeah, so like literally from the age of nine, it didn't really stop really. Um, and then after that, the kind of, like we kind of just fizzled away. We'd we'd rehearse every week. Yeah, yeah. At the boxing hall in my car. Right. Um, and then never ended up doing any gigs because we were too young. We were too young to even play a bar, club. Not we couldn't do anything. So we were like yeah, at that yeah, yeah. point, like twelve, thirteen or something. Yeah. Um, and then just kept doing it anyway because it was fun. 
um started learning a few things that record music on cubase and kind of stayed it there and then yeah. ended up joining another band with my mates when we were like 15 since then god like band after band after band yeah really until what until was the because i remember sales and Satan's, but there's a band before that played in heroes fall first that was called. The one. yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. heroes fall first um because we supported you guys once i think did you live it easy yeah yeah that nine lives for yeah, nine lives for yeah, 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 yeah 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 so we supported you guys so that's it? fucking yeah. like when I was obviously thinking about doing yeah. this, and I thought, well, like, I knew that we'd know each other for a while, but yeah. that's probably 12 years ago, that. It will be, yeah. It will be. I was, yeah. like, 14, 15. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Something like that. Yeah, Playing in venues that I wasn't supposed to be in. <laughs> it was funny because the rest of the lads were all a few years older, so I kind of just, yeah. like, hidden behind them. I was a bit like that yeah. with Nine Lives. I was a bit younger. Yeah, because you were younger, right? Yeah yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So they were all, like, I mean, I, th- I feel like they were a bit, like, not the last chance but yeah. they really wanted to put everything into it where I, I was still cutting my teeth and it was just f- yeah. a bit of a fuck around for me yeah, but yeah. it was a bonus because I got you know like I could go out and say I was in a band and play drums in a band didn't you know like yeah yeah it was quite strange but yeah so yeah we, we, we go back some time here don't we yeah definitely and man. then um, then Sales and Saints and then did you with with Cape Cub was it I mean correct me if if mm-hmm. I'm wrong, but I feel like, am I right in saying that you, you probably write a lot of the stuff and then kind of take it to the other guys? And It's a funny process with Cape Cub because I kind of, I still write and produce it yeah. myself. And then, but as as it's kind of gone on and as the band's evolved yeah. and as like the relationships within the band have evolved and we're all really on the same page musically, um, like I've got the lads more and more involved with, 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 with things. Process, so like I'll yeah. say to Jack, like, do you want to come in and just like put some guitar down on here? Yeah. And I kind of, I can trust Jack in that if I literally just plug him in he'll come out with something awesome yeah, so I'm yeah, like sometimes yeah. like a song just needs a bit of Jack <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then that's that's kind of where it is and like it's, it's, a, it's a much more collaborative process Class. than it was yeah um, it started out just me and a laptop really yeah I suppose yeah. that's always going to happen like if after you know after playing gigs and, and touring yeah. and shows and stuff with people you get to know them so well that yeah. obviously you can then write like music yeah them, definitely but. and I was really protective over it at first yeah it's natural, isn't it? To, yeah. To to do that over the yeah. creative thing. It's like bringing a collaborator for anything, I guess, isn't yeah. it? Like straight away, you're like, uh, like, yeah, play it like, play it like that. <laughs> Cause, yeah, because you know exactly what you want it to sound like, and I think as as that sort of that relationship evolves, you kind of you don't need to sort of direct it as such. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, and that's kind of that's kind of where it's at with that. Um, but yeah, like it, like I said, it just started out with me and a laptop, just kind of like yeah. messing around, producing stuff, and then. But at the beginning, I, I worked with a few of the producers as well. All right, and that's kind of like where I learned a lot of the production stuff. Mm-hmm. So we did like the first EP was kind of half produced by me, half sort of co-produced with other people. Yeah, um, in London, that was an exciting period. Yeah, trying like working with all these people, trying to learn what I was just doing and that stuff whole like that. Creative process. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and then the second EP I recorded with a producer called Cam Blackwood. Okay. Um, and he sort of fully produced that one. Um, I just sort of let him produce it. Yeah. I took the songs to him. Um, and that was wicked. That was an awesome experience. I learned yeah. so much on the, in them sessions about recording and yeah. kind of how to get things done. Because he's got a wicked discography. And right. he had a lot that he could bring to it. And I think that was healthy for me as well. Mm-hmm. Also helped me let go a little bit sometimes. And yeah. I think it's good to have that. And then when you revisit it, on your own terms, you kind of you come yeah. back refreshed, I guess. And it it's it helps a lot if it's obviously if it's if it's a peer, if it's someone you look up to and respect a little bit. Yeah, definitely. So you can yeah, then go, yeah. 
So you you kind of you can give him that much trust because you go well yeah. he's, he's succeeded in this this, yeah, this yeah. he's put out some bangers yeah so if I give him I can yeah I can actually let go of that and, yeah definitely and see what he does absolutely man absolutely yeah. and it's like like what you said like the collaborative thing is it's it's hard to do first yeah but then it's it's a good thing once you yeah once you get your head around it you're like oh my god like it just blows up the yeah yeah the potential of it all doesn't yeah. it really I guess um, I always kind of. I kind of knew that you, you were taking it a little bit more seriously than perhaps a lot of other bands in Teesside because, I mean, even like between me and you, I guess, in Teesside, you must have seen 500 bands come and go. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but I remember when you went to um, get a song produced by the guy from Futures. Oh, yeah, was yeah. Was that Sales and Sales? That was Sales and Sales, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. When you went to do that, like, I remember specifically the time Chad's got his head screwed on here, and I thought, because, <laughs> you know, like, how many other bands in Teesside would have put, the it, well, the money yeah. and the time and effort into, like, actually travelling down somewhere. Because the, yeah. the scenes by nature, scenes that of, like, music scenes in, in towns become quite, um almost like incestuous is the wrong word but like no, I, no, you mean, I know where you're coming from so you yeah. start thinking oh well i don't need to go to cambridge is that where you went we went no north london north london yeah yeah yeah. Oh, fuck i got yeah. cambridge from <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. to you know all the way down yeah. there to produce a song with him yeah. like why don't i just fucking write a song with Chalon or like yeah, i'll yeah. get nathan record it what's wrong with nathan you yeah, know what i mean yeah. so that when you kind of took that extra step and, and went over there i thought yeah it's, yeah the potential to, to obviously do more and obviously yeah it might not have like that band might have fizzled out for whatever yeah. reason but i'm sure there's lessons you learned from there and 100%. then took to cape cub and yeah definitely man like just literally because i think what yeah i think you're right incestuous if there's another word for incestuous yeah, you know it's kind mean? of like a, a, a self-contained thing isn't it yeah, yeah i think yeah, yeah. breaking out of that it can be really healthy. I think people do it more often these days, especially with like social media and stuff. This was like yeah, it's 2008, yeah. so something like that. So when we did that, you know, everything was still in its infancy with regards to like the music. People connecting you can do it. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. I, like there was no we transfer of fire stems over to someone yeah, to work yeah, yeah. on. So for us, it was like right, let's all get in the car. Yeah, we all got got into Mark, our guitarist's um, car, who's now the keyboardist in Cape Cod. Yeah, um, we got into his car. We drove down we literally crammed it full of yeah. stuff um and went down yeah and it was it was awesome it's really first time we worked in a proper studio first time like we'd not just been recorded but we've been produced yeah and it was the, my first experience of like production in that sense and mm -hmm. how important that was in the process um i got laryngitis on the last day and it was <laughs> awful it was like it was horrible the day i was going to record vocals and i was lit i could hardly get anything out right um, and then when it came to it, he was just like, just relax, just, just, just do it. You'll be all right. And I was like, no, yeah. that's not going to happen. Anyway, I did it and it ended up being all right. Yeah. Um, yeah. and I think it was my first lesson on like post-production with vocals as well. Okay. Yeah, 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 <laughs> How yeah. you can polish a turd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and that, yeah, it was hugely inspiring. And then we came back, the band didn't last much longer yeah. from that, but that was what started me off doing my own production and stuff. And that's oh, really? kind of like, really? That was like you know one of their moments that kind of led to like yeah what what was to come I guess it's funny because like to a certain extent people don't and when I say people I mean general public probably don't understand the the role of a producer within music yeah um and I guess if if they're shaped by music videos or things that they might have seen on documentaries yeah. and things like that is 
the producer is just a guy who sits behind a nice big button, presses yeah, record yeah. and pushes some buttons. But the producer can be such an... Imp- imp- it's like a sixth or whatever number member of the yeah, band, yeah, isn't yeah. it? Like Absolutely. To, um, and like doing that role, I think I think I find it really interesting. I'd like to, I'd like to have a go, but I'm so like, you know, I mean, in terms of like my knowledge of of music production and, mm-hmm. and writing and stuff, um, I find it really fascinating. You know, people like Rick Rubin who have, um, I mean, I know he's he's a bit crazy, but they're they're on yeah. like twists on how to get, how to get the best performance out of people, and it's he, like, he's insane though. Like he, <laughs> he yeah, doesn't, he yeah, doesn't yeah. use reverb at all. Right, he doesn't he refuses to use any sort of in the box reverbs or anything. So one like characteristic from Rick Rubin's production is like dry as hell. Yeah, but then when you listen to it, you get it. Like when you listen to Chili Peppers, when you listen to all the hip hop he's produced, when you listen to yeah. like Slipknot, like yeah, from yeah. every single thing of what what he's done, he's got this real sound yeah. to what he does. And some people love it. Some people just doesn't work just for them I th- yeah. yeah i guess and that's part of the the right producer matching up with the right band yeah um because uh, all the, all those bands that you named there it probably works quite well not having any reverb you know chili peppers yeah. probably don't need it because yeah. they're so funky and like staccato and sharp yeah, and snappy and that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah um slipknot there's no room for it because there's nine fucking, <laughs> yeah, you know what i mean there's so much there. going on like shut <laughs> yeah. some reverb and you're like yeah. whoa yeah um Hip hop so again, like well, yeah, it's yeah, dry yeah. naturally because it's so quick. I guess. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I'm sure I, if you kind of went through his discography, there'd probably be arguments to put it in somewhere. Yeah, yeah. But I, I don't know his stuff well enough to kind of argue yeah, that. But, yeah, um, yeah. it's funny, and it, it, I've been listening to um, the new Marmosette album. And oh yeah. It, that, I think that was produced. I think that was produced by Gil Norton or Butch Vig. I can't remember yeah, which yeah. one. Um, both really good producers. Yeah, so. whichever one it was. Yeah, um, it's very was. It's always been really good with female female vocalists. Might um, be Butch Vig. Yeah, of, uh, yeah, garbage. Yeah, yeah it's not. Yeah, that's yeah, 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 yeah. It's the one, I knew it was the yeah. person who produced garbage. Yeah. Um, and it sounds fucking phenomenal. It's really really good. Yeah. And I don't think they've put an album out for years. And then they've been active. They've been touring for a long yeah. time. And it's only the second album, I think. Um, but it's really good. It only came out on Friday. Yeah. Um. But yeah, and that and that kind of listening to it, and I was going, this is like a case study in like the right producer yeah. having a massive creative effect on on the right band. You know yeah, what I mean? So definitely. Is there any any producers out there you'd love to work with? Any any dream oh, matchups? Any dream. Um. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, yeah. The, yeah. There's quite a few. One of them would definitely be Jack Antonoff. Yeah. So he's. Uh, he was in some of the band Fun. Right. He was in them. And then he went yeah, off and I did a band called them, yeah. Bleachers. All right. Um, and they're wicked. Like yeah. the kind of stuff he does with Bleachers is unreal. But he's kind of worked with, he works predominantly female artists. Okay. Um, it's like, but he's wrote things that you'd never even like imagine. Yeah. Um, he's wrote like Taylor Swift, right. uh, Lord, Banks, like who else? Just, yeah, loads, of, loads of stuff. Bit, yeah, 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 yeah. And it's wicked. I think he's been working with the Killers recently as well. Right. He's got his amazing sound. So yeah, Jack Antonoff would be cool. Dev Hines, yeah, um, out of Blood Orange, using Lightspeed Champion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What was his stuff's wicked? It was in um, it was in that crazy when there was like that new wave scene in um, that Lightspeed Champion was it? Oh no, it was one before, before that. that. Test Icicles. That's yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he's wicked. Like he he was a massive inspiration for me. Right, starting to do like my own production in terms of like sounds and sonics and space and how you use samples and things yeah. like that. A lot of stuff that I haven't necessarily been able to explore within Cape my work Cape. is Cape Cub, yeah. yeah. 
but it's stuff that when I'm working with other people or writing for the people or whatever, I always try and throw you some of that in. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, they're just two, but they, oh man, there's loads of people yeah. like that's on the bucket list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely, definitely. Class. And what's um what's Cape Cup doing at the minute? Are you like are you writing or are you in the middle of like just hitting out a lot of live shows? Or um, we've got some live shows coming up in uh-huh. Feb, uh, which will start off the new year. Yeah, we, uh, we got a we we kind of to digress slightly. Um, we started off sort of doing gigs when, when Cape Cod first started and we didn't mm-hmm. really know what it needed to be live. I didn't know what it needed to be yeah. live. The, you know, the, the songs that and I was writing. That, do you mean what, what it kind of needed from a production standpoint? To yeah, live. live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there was that actually, which was kind of like a retro fit for the whole thing. Yeah. So I had like written these songs. Funnily enough, they got a bit more attention than I expected. Right. And I was like, oh shit, we need <laughs> to start playing some gigs. Yeah, yeah. And we yeah. started doing them and we just weren't ready. We just... We, I didn't really, because I'd spent two years at that point just writing, okay. learning to produce. I'd just like forgotten really the craft of playing live yeah. shows. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and it, you've hit the nail on the head there. It is a craft, isn't it? Oh, 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the more you do it, the better you get. Yeah. And then, so like a couple of years down the line now, we've kind of had a complete change in the lineup of the band. Mm-hmm. We've um, we filled out the sound tremendously with like with our keyboardist who's in and 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 all sorts we've all sort of especially like me and Mendo have been in right since the start since I ever even yeah. thought of the name Cape is that Cup. the drummer yeah yeah, yeah. Um, and, is, then, and then Jack came in not too yeah. long after yeah man um, and then we, we've kind of grown as musicians as well yeah. and learned how to be live musicians do you know what I mean you don't, you don't get any more takes or anything yeah um, as a vocalist and all those kind of things and anyway now we're at the stage where the live show is super 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 important because yeah. we've got it to a stage where we're like every gig we're like coming off and we're like that was all right wasn't it yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. before it was like <laughs> god's sake man <laughs> yeah why didn't we why didn't yeah, we? Yeah. yeah yeah so now we've got this set and we're super excited about it and it's a big priority for us this year to get that out live Class. and then again like you said like we've gone back to the recordings and when i've been producing i've thought right how is this going to work live because at yeah. first i didn't think about it yeah um and that that factors in hugely now with the sound and that's why the recordings are much sort of more like so I guess a bigger, more euphoric sound. Cool. And it's something we can sort of put across live yeah, better yeah. now. And yeah, so that's coming up. We've got another single coming out in Feb. Um, and then another single not too long after that. Cool. So yeah, it's all busy with that. Busy. And then I'm kind of feeling the rest of my time doing production and stuff and yeah. writing for the people as well, which is which is awesome. Yeah. Because I've got a scatterbrain. And <laughs> I know for a fact, like, I couldn't live in Cape Cod World forever, like, in my yeah. head. Do you know what I mean? I'm just... You know, I'm in the car earlier today. <laughs> One minute I'm like listening to Carly Rae Jepsen's album yeah, yeah, for the yeah. production, and then and the songwriting, which is unreal on that album. And then the next minute I've got Emma Rosa on. Yeah. So for me, I'm like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was like throwback <laughs> central. I was, I was literally like. That is my head all the time. Yeah. So I couldn't possibly focus on one thing all the yeah, time. I yeah, need yeah. to like have these other outlets. Otherwise, go crazy. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what? The, <laughs> the more creative people I speak to, yeah, um, the more that's a factor. Like me and Carly yeah. had quite a nice conversation about how, um, how like my brain works in a similar way. Just yeah. like tangent, 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 tangent. Yeah, and yeah. you, you, know, you have your project and your thing that you love and you put your hard work into it. Yeah. But then, but if you just did, like you say, if you just did that forever, you just fucking. Oh my god, job. yeah, you would. You and would. I find that, like, by doing perhaps like a little shoot off or you know, producing another song yeah, for someone yeah. else, it helps when you come back to that because you oh, pick yeah. up like 100%. Yeah, it totally does. It's like painting, isn't it? You, you can, you can, have, you can have your masterpiece, but if you didn't do other things and try other yeah. techniques and stuff on other things, then it's not gonna, 
stuck going to come out as good, I think. Definitely. It's right. a massive part of the process. And I, and I think any time you're doing something creative, and this is one thing that I massively believe in, is the, like, I don't know about you, but I've got like input and output cycles in my life. So yeah. I'll go for like three months without writing a song. Yeah. But in that three months, I'm like listening, I'm observing, I'm watching. Yeah. I'm sort of taking in everything around me. Yeah, I'm yeah. experiencing life. I'm like pulling all these things that I might not even realize I'm doing. Yeah. I'll find another interest. I'll fixate on something. Yeah. yeah you know, yeah, so yeah, like a TV show. I'll another, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, and yeah. And then that'll all sort of like, all be going through my head and yeah. I'll be sort of, you know, processing it subconsciously or whatever. And then I'll hit a day where I'll write a song and I'll be like, wicked. And then songs will just come oh, after oh, that. And then like, yeah, and that's yeah, kind of yeah. how, I know it works differently for different people. And some yeah. people can kind of do it more nine to five. Some people yeah. can do it sort of really switch those parts off in the brain yeah i can't yeah <laughs> yeah well, that's the thing in it so it having those sort of death them sort of natural periods of your life Cycles, where you're sort of yeah, bringing yeah, things yeah. in and then sort of giving things out do you know what? So i never really thought about it like that and yeah. it, it probably does happen with yeah. me and I, I never even like do you have like three it? months where you're like oh or two months or one month where you just nothing's happening you're like oh god probably I'm just totally like not yeah yeah where yeah. am i supposed well to be? yeah i feel yeah. i feel unproductive but um I, I, I kind of force myself into doing, you know, other things for you yeah. know, for my job and stuff. It's if it if I want it to be the job I've got can be incredibly creative, yeah. so I can kind of like force myself to you know make a short video about tattooing or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I've never really thought about it like that. I'll have to have the things though, and you know, I'd never even considered it. Yeah. Lottie mentioned it last night, so I'm like, I'm totally freaked out that like you've just kind of like. What brought it up. Yeah. Like <laughs> well, we we were talking about um. I can't remember why, but we were talking about my my family and yeah, talk about history and, and I was on about my dad for some reason. And she'd said right. she said, "Oh, your dad is the type of person that, that pulls everything in, so yeah, pulls it all in, and then thinks and digests it for ages, and then yeah, you know, we'll we'll like mention something about it like fucking six months later or something." Yeah, yeah. And um, and then she went, "You're the opposite. You just like output, 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 yeah. output. You know what I mean?" And um. But uh, yeah, yeah, I'll have, to, I'll have to have to think about that. I um, I mean, in terms of input, like a lot all the time. And, yeah. And even from being like a young kid, and I mean, like from like nine or ten, um, similar thing. My dad always, always had music on in the house. Mm-hmm. Um, he let me like he had this amazing like rack with um like an amp, a record player, tapes, CD player, and yeah. he had all always records all over the house, always CDs and tapes and stuff and. When I was nine or ten, he was like, "I'm gonna," he was like, "I'm gonna teach you how to use a CD player." But he was like, "It's a very expensive piece of equipment." <laughs> like you know, like no fucking like jam on your hands while you're trying to put a CD yeah, in and yeah. stuff. So he was like, "You gotta promise me you look after it." You know, like he That's had like class. speakers and headphones that he loved. And, was it uh, like a new world to you? Yeah, well, I was like, finally, I can. I was like, look at all these shiny boxes I can open and like. So he was like, just have a look at whatever you want. Like yeah. pick whatever you want, put them in and like listen to them. So. And from then on, I reckon I've probably had headphones on for like 90%. You yeah. know when you're a kid and yeah. you're like getting the bus into town and stuff? Yeah. Like, I, c- I could never understand the children that, if they were traveling on the road, obviously if you're mates, it's yeah. different. They just didn't have headphones on. I was like, <laughs> yeah. eh. And even Do now- you really find the sound of that bus interesting? Yeah. yeah. Imagine <laughs> it. And this is pre-smartphone as well. So this yeah, is like yeah, yeah. Nokia 3210. You can only send so many fucking text messages because yeah, yeah. you run out of credit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But- yeah, it's, it's bizarre, and up until now, so I think, well, I don't know, if, if I think about it, I maybe get so much input all the time that I'm, maybe that's why I'm churning stuff out, but yeah. I guess b- before, 
before this, before the podcast, because this is quite a nice, I'm kind of um, like flexing my muscles a little bit because I'm doing this once a week at the minute and it's quite hard. Keep on top of it. Yeah, get guests, yeah, edit yeah, it, yeah. put it out and yeah. just like, and now I, th- I think this is episode six and I'm, I'm like, you know, like the people talk to me about it and they're like, oh, like when's the next one out? And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like next week. But then I'm like, so I'm, I'm now like planned like a month in advance. Cause That's I, class. Which is, yeah, it's nice. Cause I guess I kind of have a little bit yeah. of a responsibility. I've said, I've said I'm going to do something. So now I've got to fucking do it. Yeah, yeah. Um, So I almost don't have a choice if I ever lull in here. That's, with, a, good, with that's a good point actually. The commitment side of it as well. Yeah. Like, yeah. Usually I yeah. do the opposite. I'm like, I'm going to do something yeah and then uh not tell anyone and just kind of put it out there yeah and that's maybe yeah so now I've, now i'm thinking about kind of my creative process yeah that's i tend to do that a lot and i'll kind of prepare everything um before i go out with something yeah so if i was i mean i'm surprised i don't even know if we recorded it but i told you earlier that i like i'm gonna write a song this year yeah yeah, yeah. it's out there now anyway yeah. so now i have to do it but um normally i'd kind of sit well wherever at home or whatever and i go right i'm gonna write a song so i'd get everything in place to kind of write this song and i'd mm-hmm. probably write the drums obviously first kind of pull all the pieces together and i wouldn't tell anyone until I, until i needed their input so if i needed a guitarist i'd be like i'm doing this project you come play guitar but kind of keep it on the down low mm-hmm. so then when it comes out to doing it i'm like right i've done this thing it's i've had all this time to like procure it i guess mm-hmm. and then and then put it out there so maybe that's my kind of input stage yeah, where i'm yeah. kind of pulling everything in yeah, before yeah. I, I did it with this. I spent about six months thinking about how and where and what I needed to do a podcast. Because, yeah. I mean, essentially, it's a GoPro, a couple of mics, an yeah. interface, and a laptop. And the laptop I already had. Um, and I did obviously, a space. So I needed a space to do yeah. it. And I tried a couple of different setups and stuff. Um, and now I've just... Con- but, yeah, but now I've got I've got no chance. I've just got to keep, keep going yeah, with it's it. Something, there's definitely something in that yeah like momentum commitment. isn't it yeah yeah, yeah yeah and once you've got it going yeah like you can't stop that from happening then can yeah. you it's kind yeah, of almost yeah, out of yeah, your yeah. control yeah i know what you mean it's like when you commit to anything like project wise as well isn't yeah. it yeah 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 um, same like, music like um, yeah. if you think about i guess you now i mean obviously you fucking your spotify and, and your fan base like you're fucking like you're killing it you know what i mean so you've got a lot of people <laughs> out there um that that obviously fans so they're going like when's the next song chad yeah de- <laughs> you know yeah, what i mean it's definitely that like yeah it's it's like invisible pressure isn't it because yeah you you've not yeah. got people coming up to you going when's the next song but it's going to be in your mind a little bit you're thinking oh well you know mm. you want to keep up a little bit keep people's interest and yeah. you know and keep them happy because they they you're fans at the end of the day you know what I mean? Well, when i first started doing it it's funny because the, the pressure came from like a different place. Uh-huh. Pressure was much more internal when I first started doing it. Yeah. And there was also some like, the, you know, I, when you speak to other bands, like a lot of bands get this, they'll put a song out, all the labels will get in touch. Yeah. Your inbox goes crazy. And then you think, oh my God, like, this is it. I'm going to sign Universal and everything's yeah, yeah, going to yeah. change. And then you're like, right, I need part of a better song. And <laughs> you just keep doing this. Oh God, the labels must be watching oh yeah, the next gig we play, like we've got, you know, this will be the game changer and you're massively in that headspace where your music's picking up, the, the players are going up, people are interacting, yeah. people are speaking to you, you know, people are coming to the gigs, but then you're thinking, oh God, like, I want the label interest to drop off and whatever. And I made that mistake when we first started. Right. Um, and like, there's so many bands that I speak to now who put a song out, all the labels are getting in touch with them. They'll be like, oh yes, I've had a, 
Atlantic have been speaking to me or like right. <laughs> Sony have been in touch. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, oh, cool. That's awesome. That's awesome. And they've all said they're coming to my gig, my next gig in London. You'll be like, oh, nice one. Well, you'll have to let me know how it goes. And then you'll see someone and they'll be like, oh, yeah, none of them came. And then you don't want to say it, but that happens to everyone. Yeah. Like the music industry is awful. Yeah. It's like awful like that. And it can, you know, it can bring you up and then it can just pummel you down. Yeah. And that gets back to my next point. It's like, I've done that. I've been in that headspace. It's yeah. not good. It's not good for the creative process. Yeah, it's not right, good yeah. for writing songs, whatever. But the second you you know, you start focusing too much on that, you forget about these people who are actually in the music and in what you're saying. Yeah. And so this year I made a conscious effort from January, like my mum was really ill. She ended okay. up in hospital. Sorry it was it was terrible. But she's okay now, mm-hmm. um, luckily. Um but it was it was awful. So but I had this kind of like six seven months out of doing anything right when january like july august time um i didn't play i think i played like a handful of gigs really um wrote like one song two songs and you i don't think you'd ever realize that yeah but i made the conscious effort as well before that even happened to my mom whatever i made the conscious effort to like you know this year i'm just going to make sure that 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 I'm right in the head for this. Yeah. The music's right. I'm doing it for the right reasons. Yeah. You know, I'm making the music that I want to make and it's mm. coming from the right place. I'm not chasing the labels. Yeah. I'm not, you know, chasing something that isn't there. Yeah. There's people there that appreciate and respect the music and yeah, people who care about amazing. it. People who buy tickets to gigs, people who drive from one city to the next, yeah, which is yeah. mad. Like, and, and it goes back to like, goes back as far as like, you know, when I was like 17 or 18 mm-hmm. or however old I was, and we were cramming into Mark's car and driving down to London to do our production. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And someone said to me that at that age, I was like, what? Yeah. But then at the same time, so, you sometimes stop yourself and you know what? Like, this is awesome. This yeah. is like, let's forget about all the noise. Let, let's just focus on these people that actually care. Yeah. And that's kind of the headspace that I'm at now. So, nice. and then having that process where I didn't rush anything because I made, I made the mistake of rushing music out in the past. Right. Keep that interest, keep that momentum, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just put music out now and it's right. And it, and it's yeah. so much better for it. It's so much yeah. more honest. It's so people who listen to the music get it. There's no kind of, you know, it's not doubt in my mind. Yeah, there's nothing right. like that. And now when I write music, it's for those people that are into it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Um, in the same way that as a listener of so much music myself, yeah. I kind of hope that's the case with, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. the best artists that I listen to. Yeah. I feel like, yeah, yeah if, it's it's very easy to get swallowed up in that and mm-hmm. to like you know try and please certain people whereas if you kind of if you just focus on making the thing good mm. um or like you say or honest and just and just like right and if it feels right um if you kind of keep doing that all the other stuff will probably drop into place anyway you know what i mean yeah, like without even without man. trying and it's yeah but it's it's such a like a like a romantic ideal isn't it you're like oh my god this you know, I had it like with plenty of bands where you go ask like so and so might be coming to the gig or yeah, even yeah. if you take it down to like right back to when like, you know, Phil Saunders watched my band. Is <laughs> yeah. that, you know, like, yeah. oh shit, yeah. like phone might ring for a gig at the Empire yeah. or um, yeah, and then obviously, and then you just add, 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 add. You get really used to yeah. to that thing and you go, oh, was so and so there from, you know. Um, yeah. Some, some friends of mine and I, I'm hearing it quite a lot from a band that I'm quite good friends with who live in London. Um, and they have like a really good manager and she's kind of promising them the earth a, a bit at the minute. And uh, the nice lads, they're in a good band. I'll tell you who they are later, you know them. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I'm just like, 
they keep telling me like lots of really exciting things that might be coming, might happening. Yeah. And they have got a really good manager, so I'm sure lots of good things will happen to them and they're really working really hard on the music. But I've just got that tiny little bit of cynicism from where I'm like, don't get your ops up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because you just, that's all you're going to do. Oh, get your ops up and then just get fucking It's like, exactly what happens, man. Like, and and I, I tell you, I've been there. Like, yeah. you know, you sat in front of someone who's like quite a figure. Yeah. In like in the industry or yeah. whatever, and like they're literally telling you this is gonna happen, like you know th- this could happen, oh, and they're showing this interest, you know, and you having this meeting with a label or whatever, yeah. and you're like, oh my god, like the 15 year old me could see me here, sat here having this conversation. Yeah, like you, it's it's very easy for you to drop into that mode of thinking, this is gonna be it. This totally yeah, isn't. Yeah. Like most of the time, yeah. like 95 percent of the time. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah. that's when you take your eye off the ball. Do you know what I mean? And, yeah, and you forget yeah. why you did it originally. Like yeah. Why do you put yourself through it? Why did I spend two years of my life? just not having a social life to learn how to use logic. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, it's kind yeah, of yeah. like, that's what it's for. It's that yeah. sort of, that real care about what you do and nothing else. Yeah. And if anything, these days it's far more easy for a band or an artist or whatever to do things independently. Mm-hmm. Like you don't have to, like we're putting our music out now through through an indie label lab. It's yeah. like a good partnership and that's why we chose it. And it's only a limited thing. It's not like a, you know, you with us for the next five years. It was right. a three single deal. Yeah. And I thought, oh, it would be cool. It's ideal. Yeah, but, yeah. At the, but at the same time, like you can do things independently now in, in, and, you know, actually more artists are making an income from it now. Mm-hmm. More artists are getting the music out there because of Spotify. I know yeah, there's yeah. a lot of Spotify naysayers and people who are against streaming, but it's the way it's going. And if you don't adapt to that, embrace yeah. it and try and make it is like, try and make of it what you can. Yeah. And I think, you know, it's 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 an inevitability, really. Yeah. Um, it's almost, yeah. and it's not it's not as shocking because it's it's obviously it's it's part of part of it's just part of our like the way we consume lots of things now, like yeah. streaming. But the naysayers of Napster, yeah, Napster shouldn't have put out like, <laughs> yeah. songs for free. Yeah. But there's no stopping it. You can, you like no matter how many fucking Lazlo Ricks are in the world trying to sue them mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, it wasn't necessarily like Napster. It was like, because if Napster didn't exist, something else would have existed that yeah. would have done the same thing. You know what I mean? So yeah. if you can rally against Spotify, I guess as much as you want, but you're not going to, not going to make a dent in it. You've got to kind of accept it and go, well, what's the best way? Yeah. Like the, the music industry in general has been a crazy like case study over the past 10, 15 years, I guess. Mm. Um, and it's quite interesting seeing it from both sides as, you know, like a, performer mm-hmm. someone putting songs out and stuff and even like the race stuff is on spotify and like it does pretty well mm-hmm. um and watching it go from like you know literally seeing bands and seeing how it's shaped how bands make money and stuff and yeah, yeah. you know it's it's really interesting to to now we're in this really weird like cycle of fucking britney spears playing scarborough <laughs> you know what i mean yeah like you can't help but yeah, feel yeah. like yeah she's britney spears she's doing like she's gonna fucking kill it she's gonna yeah, do a lot yeah. of gigs or whatever but like, would she be re- really be doing that if she was shifting like millions of CDs? Like yeah, she would have yeah. been if nothing had changed. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? The live, yeah, the live thing now is like, it's everything yeah. to an artist or, or a band now. If you know, if you can get out there making income from playing live and yeah. doing that, which which there is, you know, there's massive potential for that for yeah. a lot of artists if they can be that kind of act. Then yeah, then that's like that's where you're gonna sort of shift it really, yeah. especially in terms of exposure and whatever. Yeah. Even when you look at pop music, if you're an artist that, you know, 
support to band in an arena or whatever. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. That can be the making of you. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You definitely. only need to look at like on, on the pop side of things where, you know, five seconds of summer did like a world tour in arenas with One Direction. Right. And now they're well, like, they're yeah, like yeah, the yeah, next yeah. thing Job in that done. world. In yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or in like, yeah, or like an indie. If you're one of them bands who can sort of hop on, yeah. say all the upcoming bands, you know, if you can support Catfish on the like worldwide tour or yeah. something or whatever, if you're the band who can hop on there, then you're going to easily just take, yeah. you know, sort of take that from that what you can. And, it, and it's good. It's good for bands. Yeah. And they, they obviously they started out doing that. I remember seeing and hearing i think phil sanders told me about catfish in the bottom end yeah. actually and i was like shit name i was like <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? and then like listening to him now it's like yeah like for yeah. me like the indie stuff of that vibe just completely washes over me right but uh, there's people out there that like it and more power to them yeah but, um yeah there's um, there's like a system isn't there if, if like there's of, like right steps to take i don't yeah. i almost think to a certain extent you might not need half the help that people are used to in the music industry because it's all just yeah. online you know what I yeah mean? You yeah can, you can you can see patterns now of how people do it and how people did it and just copy it and you don't need an artistic director to make you an album sleeve no, you know no, what no. i mean you don't need a marketing you know a team in place yeah, to be able to like fun. utilize facebook yeah, yeah, yeah. and sponsor posts or whatever and get you know if you target it right yeah you don't need i say this very loosely you don't need a producer starting off yeah help you know if you know what you're doing it's okay. Eventually, you're going to need one. I don't care what anyone says. You're going to need a producer. Yeah. You know what I mean? You need someone to tell you something. You yeah. know what I mean? Otherwise, you just, you're never going to get past that line. But that, yeah, so that's kind of, that's one thing. You know, you don't need to be make, have a distributor for CDs anymore if no. you can do it online. It's yeah. crazy, that, isn't it's, it? It's, it's just it's crazy, yeah. If you've got a good manager and a good agent, you're laughing. But then, outside of that, there's not a whole lot that you'd, that you desperately need. I think, but I say that, but if you want to be the biggest artist in the world, you can only yeah. generally do that. Because generally the sheer speaking, amount of work becomes unmanageable. Yeah, you know what I mean? Of course, so you, yeah. you, need, you need someone like a major level course, who has yeah. the infrastructure there to, yeah, yeah. you know, a fucking CD press and to be going like, you know, on the phone to an artist going, yeah, yeah. fucking CD <laughs> Yeah, or yeah. Like, you know, yeah. I'm not going to do it and you're not going to do it, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, it's true. But I think Macklemore still make all their merch. Right. Still make all uh, their cd yeah. like stuff um album artwork they're like really strict with every typeface that gets yeah. used on everything so their artistic direction comes very I like much that. from like them too yeah and they're, they're they're still like hold on to that yeah yeah like yeah. the holy grail but then yeah where were we i digress slightly <laughs> i can't remember <laughs> 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 we were on a, it's about artists and level yeah, so Catfish. Yeah. Catfish were going for like eight years before they signed. Right. So like they were like yeah. eight years. Like it's a long time. That's like the difference yeah, between yeah. when you're 10, you're 18, or when you're yeah, 18, yeah. you're like 26. They were going for eight years before anything happened and they just kept going, kept going, Crazy, kept writing songs. Yeah. Probably just kept staying true to what they did. Never really sort of... Deviated from... Yeah, never really did the whole... Yeah. Like 1975, another band, they did like... They were like three bands before they were 1975. Yeah. Like half half their songs off that first album were songs from the royal band. That and they just, written. Yeah, and they just yeah, reproduced yeah. them, put them out under a new name and stuff. Yeah. Like a lot of these bands that have ended up sort of consequently doing well mm. have stayed true to what they did yeah. in their own vision. They've not really yeah, bowed yeah. down or chased anything too hard yeah. from, from, from what I've been told. And I think that's kind of it. A key to longevity, yeah. Yeah. And I like key, I yeah. mean, like eight years to do anything for eight years that 
involves that much time and commitment because mm. a band takes a lot to to do. So mm-hmm. you like you, you kind of hit the nail on the head when, and it takes even more to do now because we're looking after Facebook pages, we're doing mm. Instagrams, where yeah, yeah, um, and you know just just fucking every week and I like and I I love playing music. Um, sometimes there's, there's no better feeling than getting in a room with some lads mm-hmm. and you know and just writing music and that whole creative thing it's it's like any anything creative it's like it's a lot of fun but it's it's, a, it's hard work as well yeah, sometimes yeah. you just fucking don't want to go to the studio on a Sunday <laughs> right so you just want to stay in bed and watch Netflix you know what I mean do, like yeah, there's do, yeah. like anything so so to keep that up for eight years like yeah. fucking hell like fair play to them like yeah. and a lot of I think a lot of the time it's it's time in 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 terms of like a social climate so if if you're the type you know if, if i start a rage against machine type band tomorrow um then and the the political climate is is not right for it i mean it probably is now because of donald trump yeah, you know yeah, what i mean yeah. like there's probably some bands in america that are pretty <laughs> fucking pissed off but um you know if everything was tree everything was hunky-dory yeah and i was like like i'm gonna have to plow on for that i'm gonna have to need some real fucking social discourse before yeah, someone yeah. goes yeah and like right yeah. right behind me I, I read like this years ago i read an article in the guardian yeah. about how um and it was at the time they were like i think it was bottom of the recession just like maybe a year afterwards so kind of right. like coming out of it yeah and uh it was saying how basically when music when commercial music gets fucking shit we know everything's going to be all right in the economy because, <laughs> because their the, their case in point was like um, early Coldplay and like nineties, you know, like I can't think of any examples, but quite middle of the road, normal songs, mm-hmm. e- easily digestible for people that are going to listen to it while they're in London having a picnic mm-hmm. and the sun's out and they have, you know, they've got some bills to pay but they're all right mm-hmm. everyone's all right and the music reflects that doesn't it mm-hmm. like it, it's kind of that's so why bands like third albums tend to dip because they've got loads of money in the bank yeah. Got to fight yeah, for yeah, yeah, like, yeah 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 exactly yeah no yeah. no no reason to it's i mean this is like total segue but yeah. um a lot of th- similar thing happens with um some mixed martial artists and fights yeah. and stuff yeah and, like boxers notoriously come from um deprived yeah. backgrounds so they've yeah. got fucking nothing um and then all of a sudden i mean a lot of them are crazy so they get millions of dollars and then they spend millions of dollars <laughs> so they need to fight again but some of like you know the yeah they're kind of like how like are you really gonna get out of the gym and go and get fucking beat up for six hours when you could just stay at home and you're like in your silk sheets and your mansion being like, like purred on by you know, your lepers mcgregor right now you know what i mean like, <laughs> yeah um it's just sat with fucking 10 million dollars in the bank going like why don't you go and fight it's, fu- like, it's funny isn't it yeah it's a true point yeah true point but then i i always feel that i guess a true artist will will, will find you find you, you find that struggle within something and i guess mm-hmm. maybe that's why a lot of bands go political and i'm totally going off on a tangent here but you know no, it's you true it's get true. to a point where yeah. you're comfortable you've got some money in the bank so you start thinking about well what else is wrong with the world what yeah, yeah. what have i got a gripe about and some um, of the best albums ever made of 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 you're comfortable by that. Like, comfortable, yeah, yeah, know. yeah, and like it's, you know, I guess anything that you can find turmoil in or some yeah. sense of discomfort, like the best songs are yeah. sad songs, yeah. even, even if they sound happy. Like it's funny, Springsteen said, "Blues in the verse, gospel in the chorus." Right. I was talking about this just there, and he, and it's true. So like, even in happy songs, yeah, dancing in the dark, Springsteen. The ver- you know, you get that sort of like, 
clearly not happy with himself, clearly not happy with the way things are yeah. going. But that song can lift you up like nothing else yeah, can. Yeah, like that right, is yeah. one of the greatest songs in my opinion ever written. Yeah. But then pop songs ever written is the most poppy song he ever written as well. Mm-hmm. But like, so yeah, you, and even if you listen to some of the best pop music, like really good pop music tends to have quite an undertone of sadness. Yeah. You know, heartbreak. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. even modern pop music yeah. like has that, you know, and it doesn't necessarily have to be in a minor co- minor key or whatever. Yeah, yeah, it yeah, can yeah. be not a, that, not a sad song per se, yeah, but yeah, it yeah, can yeah. be about sad things. Yeah, that, and I th- and happy. I think that's why I always need to find that sense of, you know, what's not feeling too good. Yeah, and it's kind of again. It's funny how that drives creativity, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. the whole creative process. Oh, 100%. hundred like percent. Why? Yeah, you know what I mean, why? Why does why does sorrow and and that kind of like. I don't, well, what, Make you, you pick know. up a guitar or sit on the piano or yeah, write words or music, whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I guess it's because out of comfort you don't have that need to like, you don't have that need for output, and that's kind yeah. of what where I was with whole input and output cycle mm-hmm. thing. I feel like yeah, when totally went when off on a fucking tangent no, there because no, no, you blew my mind. Shit, <laughs> like, oh, I never thought about that. But it's true. So like, yeah, three months or whatever, a month, or two weeks or whatever of yeah. just like things are going okay. Everything's kind of fell into place with this. I'm all right for free for a few weeks, you mm. know, whatever it is, work, m- music, yeah, life, you know, life, yeah, yeah. relationships, whatever. And, you know, in that sort of window, you experience life and you're taking what you can. Mm. And there's a good chance that in that period, something's going to bum you out or something's going to happen yeah, yeah. or something's going to make you reflect. And yeah. it's at that point that you pick up the guitar again and the output happens, you know, you don't plan it. It just happens yeah. for me anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, sometimes it would be, working with someone else, working with another artist and they'll trigger something off in me. Right. And I'll like hear something they're saying in the song or whatever. Yeah. Like Tom Joshua, I've done quite a bit of stuff with him recently. Right. Been doing some producing um, for him and some writing with him as well. And he's just an incredible writer. Right. Like insane. And then sometimes I'll be, yeah, I'll be like working with him and then he'll just set something off in something that he's sung and it'll yeah. just send me like spinning and for a few days yeah, thinking about yeah, yeah. What, whatever he was writing about or the way it was put across and then that'll just trigger me back into my output cycle yeah. and that's kind of class yeah it's impossible yeah. to find like it's it's so cruel isn't it because if if you if you had to write a song if you needed to get a song mm-hmm. out you fuck like fuck i can't write a song just because someone's told me to write a song yeah then you start and the, the problem is if it's not a problem but like the issue i guess arises when you start you know someone um, like as you were talking about, if you start looking for things, mm. you'll never find them because you get yeah, lost yeah. on you. Yeah. Just like everything's a fucking blur, and you go, yeah. "Is that a good yeah. song? Is that a shit song?" You just fucking don't yeah. know. You really have to kind of take a step back and just let it happen. Yeah, yeah, you do. Just, it's yeah. it's kind of like meditative in that sense. Yeah, you know, where you just kind of let it pass through you, and like, and I guess good songs, like a lot of the best writers, will say a song just comes to them, and yeah. it and it does feel like that. I think sometimes when yeah, when it's definitely. the right song, yeah, like some of the songs that I've put out that other people have connected with most have been songs that have took me like half an hour to right. write. And it's hilarious. Like yeah, it's funny yeah, as yeah. I'll spend like three days <laughs> trying to even get a verse together. Yeah. It's just not happening. Yeah. I'll spend six months working on the production for a song. And ne- I've got one song I absolutely love. Yeah. A song called Over the Earth. And I reckon it'll be a Cape Cub tune at some yeah. point. Um, and it's like, it's still one of the, my favorite songs that I've ever written. I've been sat on it for like two and a half years because I just yeah. can't get it to the right point, and yeah. I just am not happy with putting it out as it is. But then, yeah, but then like you write a song and take it half an hour, and then yeah, it'll and do really well. And then you're like, oh, I was totally overthinking any of that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And and it's funny, and that's like, and that tends to be, the, as going back to the, you know, 
the the sad songs under a major key. Yeah. Um, for me, it comes from like a lack of musical knowledge as well. <laughs> so I can only write in a major key pretty much. I'm terrible <laughs> right, in a minor okay. key. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I would I would struggle knowing what I was doing. Yeah. But then, so a lot of my songs just end up naturally being in a major key. Right. Don't know, even when I'm singing about something sad, and yeah. I think maybe it, it's kind of working so far. <laughs> I don't know why. Um, and, and but like yeah, so like happy sad. There's, I don't know if there's this film. How much called? It's on these kids. It's a wicked film. I yeah. think it was on Netflix or something. It's like an independent Irish film. And these kids get together and make a band when they're like 13, 14 right. or something. And but the but like each incarnation of this band throughout this process of them playing music together right. is like trying to rip off another band from the eighties. So like they'll go through like the Q affairs. Yeah. They'll go through like the New World affairs. Yeah. Then they'll go through like the Human League phase or whatever. And then they'll go through like a Bon Jovi phase. <laughs> but like, it's just these kids trying to be in a band, it's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. got a like, guy who plays Little Finger in Game of Thrones. Oh right, yeah, yeah. I and um, but then they talk about the music in that and it's a wicked film. And he talks about happy, sad. Mm. And it's true, like, happy, sad music, like The Cure. Yeah. It's why, like, The Cure, in my opinion, one of the best bands of all time, because they can make you feel on top of the world whilst simultaneously breaking your heart. And yeah, I think that's yeah, the yeah. kind of... That, for me, is the aim. Like, that's where the best music lies. Yeah. You know, I guess. In that kind of, like... Yeah. yeah. I mean, and in, like, yeah. a modern frame of reference for, like, pop music or whatever, there's, like, there's some really classic pop songs out there that kind of spell misery at the same time yeah like i don't know i'm trying to think off the top of my head um i've just got prince like, stuck in my head and prince, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah yeah so prince yeah. prince does it really well yeah. prince does it incredibly well um you know robin dancing on my own yeah like that is such an insanely clever song like yeah. you know if you're not really listening to it you think it's just this kind of pop radio tune mm -hmm. when you listen to the lyrics it's kind of it's absolute sorrow yeah and i think they're the kind of that's where the magic is for me with music yeah and that's where that's where i really connect to songs yeah um god nice. you know i wish i had a list of like of, the, of that kind of music yeah. where it's out there, yeah, yeah. Make a Spotify play. Christmas songs. That's why Christmas songs are so successful. Yeah, you know what? Like, like Lottie exactly, literally mentioned yeah. that as well. Yeah. Um, about she was like, "Why is every fucking Christmas song about like being alone at Christmas?" Yeah, yeah. And I was like, yeah. "I know, but they're all bangers." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they are. Like Last Christmas. Yeah. Incredible. But yeah. it's like, you know, listen to that song. You got the jingle bells, and you kind of like, yeah, this is a happy song, and you listen to the lyrics, and you're like, actually, it's a sad song. Oh yeah. It's or brilliant. like, or there's another one. Only you, flying pickets. Slash yeah. well, Yazoo did the original, mm -hmm. but it's like the original is this like pop kind of 80s, like yeah, yeah, electro tune, you know, not a million miles away from like what Hot Chip were doing a few years ago, yeah. trying to bring back or whatever. But that's like this, that's a, this incredibly sad song, and yeah. it's like, and it's so it's one of the best songs ever written. Yeah. Again, I keep quoting best songs I've ever written, <laughs> maybe I'm too into it, but yeah, I'd, yeah, so it's, it's that's kind of that's where the magic lies, yeah. Right? That's again. That's I think that's totally underwritten by real life and, and real experience. And yeah, definitely. that can only yeah, come yeah. from like an honest place. Yeah. I think that's why. Class, um, beautiful place to end it there. I know you've got to get out of here for band practice. It's fine, man. It's cool. fine. It's great chatting. Nice one. Thanks, Chad. Take it easy. <laughs> <laughs>